Welcome to Inside Abode. Ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? I'm your host, Dave Jones. I am excited for today's conversation. I say that every week, I know that, but like, no, for real, like I think that this is going to be a really valuable conversation for everybody uh, because, you know, as you know, the markets, I mean, things have slowed down right now, but, um, you know, I think we're going to go into next year and we're going to still, the real estate market never stops until we, you know, stop dying, having babies and getting married and all of those other things. Anyway, before we get started with our guest, I want to tell you to, you can hit subscribe and invite you to hit this. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm inviting you to hit subscribe. Um, it's really easy. Just hit the subscribe button. We try to drop, we try to drop every single week and give you some good stuff, whether it's real estate related or life related. So hit that subscribe button, y'all. All right. So the person I have on today is an abode OG and a real estate expert of 20 five years and she's also the mother of the spiral clan she's been on here before uh she's not nobody new to the inside of Bo podcast <laughs> stephanie spiro how are you doing today i'm doing great today how are you i'm doing all right uh, you know getting 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 used to uh this uh christmas season and it's been a i'll be honest it's been a really tough year um not t- tough tough in a good way but you know you guys have seen a lot in this marketplace yeah um, and it's you know provide we want to provide as much service and, and value to you all as you're going through these shifts with your clients and so that part of it um you know it keeps us on our toes it's just part of being in business as you know so yeah yeah it's, it's a moving target this market exactly right. um and we were talking before this and there's a quick um so like the market right now so the months of inventory based on pending sales is at 3.4 months of inventory which means that we're in a officially in pierce county in a balanced market so basically um you know three to six months is considered a balanced market so we're at the lower end of that balance but man that's a that's we haven't seen that since when i looked back since 2014 15 ish in that range so we're kind of in some unprecedented unprecedented territory for a lot of people and agents in the market but you've seen multiple markets yeah i definitely have other markets that i've been through that um comfort me in that i've been here before and Mm -hmm. uh, it's not always bad news to have a balanced market it feels way more fair to both parties really so yeah yeah and honestly we were talking about this too this is kind of where you make your money like make your money is the wrong with this is where you earn like what a real estate agent is supposed to do so it, it's kind of interesting because i it seems like people's um intuition is to want to not pay not not pay your agent but look at it more where it's just like wait but this is the time when you actually need an agent probably more than ever in these markets is that yeah. right or do you do you it's feel it that. definitely yeah. well in all markets really because we just yeah. from this week and a half week two week in inventory levels in pierce county where basically you know as an agent, you you kind of know what it's going to take to get that offer accepted, and it didn't right. feel very fair. It felt a lot like, "Hey, buyer, uh, how much can you give?" And mm-hmm. oh wait, well we have this way we could negotiate. So, um, how much can you give toward a low appraisal? 
How much could mm-hmm. you give here? It was really one-sided negotiations, whereas yeah. now it really is two-sided. And yeah. uh, buyers really don't have to say, you know, how high do you want me to jump anymore? Mm-hmm. Now they have more power, more negotiating power, and they can really take some time to uh, check out the house. Um, they can get it additional inspections and really, really investigate to where uh, before we were kind of like, okay, these are the key points of this house. You need to buy this knowing that you might have to buy a roof in three years or something. Whereas now we're able to maybe negotiate some of those things. So buyers, it's kind of an empowering time. And so anyway, that's what I wanted to talk to Dave about. I was like, Ooh, I got to talk about this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, you don't just have to do whatever the seller says right now in this market. We can actually negotiate, which I love to do. And I I think a lot of realtors enjoy that process, especially when it's um, a collaborative agent on the other end. It's not just trying to have a win-lose outcome. When it's a win-win outcome, it feels really good to all parties. Right. No, I think that that's that's a great way to look at it. Um, So, we, yeah, I brought you in to talk about... What yeah. you are telling your buyers and sellers, um, and let's first start on the buy side. Like in this market, current market right now, like it's it's December, so we know. Like when I talked yeah. about that months of inventory, we have more inventory. Um, and so, what are you telling your buyers right now? Um, well, for starters, um, there's more to look at, and mm-hmm. um. They have a little more processing time to think. We're seeing longer market times. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's a real change from where we've been at. It was like, oh, we're reviewing now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So to, um, you know, I don't like a hard sell, so I always want my folks to, to think about it. So it's nice to have a little more time. But, yeah, we're I'm negotiating closing costs. Um, we're seeing... Mm-hmm. Offers get accepted that are below asking price. Um, mm. You know, it's when realtors really dive in and do their research and see what's going on in each neighborhood and um, looking at what the market is saying um, right. for your buyers and then advocating for them, um, which is is really great. Whether it's negotiations and inspection, um, it could even be appraisal. I haven't had that mm. yet, but I, I mm. imagine. That you know, there's there's several times we can negotiate for you during uh, during the transaction. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and one being even the appraisal time frame. So yeah. yeah, and that's and that's what we were touching on earlier. I was just saying, like a lot of times we look at the value of a of a real estate agent or a realtor um, at the front end, you know, because that's what most people see, which is the price. You know, the price you went under contract at, or what did you negotiate? How much did you get it for? But really, what what people don't see or that, you know, your, your clients don't see or potential buyers or potential sellers don't see is uh, the 30 days within that transaction is where kind of the, the rubber hits the road, you know, like, it's like, yeah, we got to negotiate. We have to know, uh, we have to have vendors and people that can come in and do things on really quickly within a week, you know, or two, or depending on how long and the availability you have to have, um, knowledge of the contracts, knowledge of the market, yes. what are the, what are things are happening in the market right now? Like, I mean, there's just so much that goes on within that 30 days that like that could cost, that could 
be the difference between, you know, five, twenty thousand dollars, depending on the, the negotiations that happen. I mean, is that what you see when you Absolutely. get into into these transactions? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And allowing more time um, to do the homework, um, say, on a house during the inspection period. Like I just had I just had a deal where um, during the inspection period, we noticed that or the inspector brought out that there was no access to the attic. So we had to have the seller get access, you know, in the COVID market, there's no way they would have had time for that. Right. And then in doing that, um, we had the inspector come back out, re-inspect, and um, it turns out there was a mold issue. And then mm. it turned out that also the sheathing under this new looking roof, it was a fairly new roof, but the sheathing was uh, less than a quarter inch or around oh, wow. a quarter inch. And it was like not standard. It was not, you know, we would never have known that if we hadn't had access. So anyway, I was able to negotiate a new roof and it was, um, you know, and, and there was also a federal Pacific panel and there was you know, other items that we knew and we had already started off by getting some closing costs. So it was a time where, um, Time was on our side. We could do that homework. And um, ultimately, the buyer felt really good about getting into this house because they yep. knew exactly what it was and they had some compensation for it, you know. Yeah. So it's really it's really been different. And and like I said, this is this is what I kind of like missed. And, um, you know, you miss some of that process. Yes, it is more work for me in some ways, but I also you know, I had a lot of deals that I wrote up with them not getting accepted because it was nuts, you know, so it, it doesn't, right. I don't mind, you know, you're going to work hard no matter what kind of a market it is, but it's just, um, I guess I just wanted to get that message out there that it's, you know, it's just a lot more reasonable. <laughs> right. Right. All and, doom and gloom, you know, and so. you made a quick, you made a good point right there about, um, I'll just, let's just give people a quick little gem. So you mentioned a federal Pacific panel, like, and this is something that, that a lot of agents learn is in their first, but a lot of clients don't understand this or know this, but like, what, what did you mean by a federal Pacific panel? Cause you said so, the house yeah. had a federal Pacific panel. Yeah, okay. like, There's two different types of electrical panels that we look for. Zinsco's in the federal Pacific and, um, they both are recalled and have their reasons why one is more prone to fires. And I'm not sure about Zinsco, but, Probably, yeah, uh, probably has some defect very similar. So, um, yeah, re renegotiating, um, you know, transactions based on what we're finding in inspections like that, which mm -hmm. was about a $5,000 fix in this market. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's significant and a safety yeah. issue, you know, yeah. where in the COVID market, we would just say, you're going to have to cough that up yourself. And, mm -hmm. and also just the prices of, you know, what people had to pay, you know, thousands over asking a hundred thousand plus. Um, I had, I wrote the best offers of my life and lost, you know, during that time because we just had no inventory at all. So right. yeah, it really is a different picture, but you know, not necessarily a bad picture. You know? Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Good information, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw that, toss that in there because you mentioned yeah. that just offhand, and I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's what we're talking about. You're 25 years in, you've done this, like this is what 
you earn for people like yeah um, and seeing those things so that when they when your buyers step into a house they they feel comfort knowing that you guys have taken care of all of the things that you need to take care of before it so that they can live in there and not have these things pop up and spring up right i mean right you've been in enough houses and seen enough um all right that said let's transition over to sellers so what are you telling your sellers right now well i think it's um similar to i've really not changed anything i've kind of kept my standard um the same um and i know at abode our company we really do stress on presentation and um you know the seller controls the the price and how they present the house how um you know, uh, what kind of uh, projects they have, maybe, you know, do we want to do those ahead of time or see what happens in the, you know, in the um, negotiations. But I, I, I think a well-presented property is where it's at, having staging, yeah. you know, basically not really changing a whole lot, but knowing that in this market, um, that's going to help the house sell even faster. Um, and, um, I also am telling my sellers to do a seller procured inspection because mm-hmm. then we can get in front of any issues that the house has. We yeah. can get bids. We can they can either take their time to do those repairs ahead of time, or they have that in their back pocket when the buyer asks for those those work orders. Right. So doing our homework, getting a sewer scope, and providing that to um, the buyer, and just you know disclosing all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But there again, if you fix an item that was on your report, you don't have to. You can let this buyer know you repaired it, or you, you know, um, you don't have to disclose something that's fixed. You know, so it's right. it's getting ahead of it, and it's also um, kind to the buyers as well. More then, transparent process. Yeah, we. Um, I think on the opposite end of what we were talking about on the buy side and you understanding and knowing some of the things that are in the house, that also works on the selling side too, doesn't it? Like if you're listing yeah. the house, you can see all of the things ahead of time of what you think the buyer's agent's going to ask for or what the buyer's going to exactly. ask for in terms of upgrades and things like that. So you can meet it. You're just, you're, you're, you're steering people clear of the potholes and, and, and surprises that you're going to see during the transaction. And I think that that's just, we don't articulate that well enough. We don't articulate that enough to our people. Yeah. And I think I want to do a really better job of that moving forward. You know, I think yes. people need to hear that and see it. And they're moving anyway. So why, why not um, do a lot of that hard labor first, you know, don't leave all the garbage in the garage um, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, move yourself out essentially aside from what's there for staging. And there's, uh, we've talked about staging a lot, but um, (laughs) lots of ways to do it. But, um, you know, in this market that that's going to go even farther because it will stand out. Cause I think a lot of people, a lot of agents in this market will kind of go, well, the market's not as strong and they'll go even half assed, you know, way Mm -hmm. more half assed. Mm -hmm which is so wrong, you know, or if you're wanting a discount on one end, what are you leaving on the table by not hiring someone who's really competent to get you the most money, you know? So that's, so it's so interesting to me when I look at what listings are out there, um, such a lost opportunity to me when a house is staged and all that. So I'm not changing any of my, the way I do things. I still do 
Um, we do a huge online push. You know, we we do our um, uh, our printed marketing materials and you know all that kind of stuff as well. But not really changing anything, but just emphasizing that to stand out in a in a market where we have three and a half months or or almost. Um, you know, image yep. for who knows what will happen in the new year, but at least during the holidays, that's what it's looking like now. You've got to stand out by really like wowing the buyer. Yeah. Know, all the more. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you hit on all the things. Um, are people in the, like in terms of offers, are you seeing offers come in for sellers like one, two, or does it does it kind of depend on the house and the prep? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, in my experience, I'm seeing more like one or two offers coming in on homes where mm-hmm. we had a handful, you know, before, but I, um, and we're seeing a little bit of a, more of a delay in market time, you know, so, okay. uh-huh. My last listing, I, I got on under contract in 12 days, but that was over the Thanksgiving holiday too. So it's hard to tell. It might've gone yep. quicker that way, but then I've had another one that was, you know, three weeks. Okay. So, and we had to adjust the price too. So, um, and I think in this market too, I've seen a lot of agents just panicking and lowering price. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to really challenge that and say, mm-hmm. okay, what do we, what other tools do we have other than lowering the price? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's work on presentation. Let's, you know, yep. let's get some extra help so that the house, um, and the carpets cleaned or whatever we have to do to make it, um, head and shoulders above the competition. Yeah. No. And sometimes it can be as simple as yard work or curb appeal, which you probably already doing beforehand, but maybe, you know, something's not selling and we, and maybe you wanted a short on that part. And maybe that just, that might be the thing that draws people in maybe new beauty bark or something. And it likes, it can be anything. That's true. Um, And I think that's something that a lot of sellers take for granted that, you know, is the exterior and, I always say that outside needs to meet the inside because if yeah. you can draw them in from the outside, then, you know, your house can look great inside, but nobody's going to know. Nobody's yeah. going to be curious about it, you know? Yeah. So uh, all these things matter and you need a, you yeah. need a good realtor to do that. You, do. <laughs> you need me. It has um, to be somebody that's, that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Also, um, we were talking earlier about, having someone in between and you had an experience where you were selling your own house and, and that tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on selling that house and why, what came, what the light bulb was for you. Yeah, I was representing myself in my first house and, um, I realized just the value of what I did. I was the, I was the buffer (laughs) for people and I was realizing I didn't have a buffer yeah felt very personal when somebody was asking me for money for an electric panel or something whereas um you know i don't know and some of the agent banter you Mm -hmm. know i don't share a lot with my clients on agent banter if it's not going as well or if i'm having a lot of you know i always try to other make the other agent look good to my client and set a a peaceful standard i can i can take hits but they don't have to think about that you know yeah I don't think it's helpful. So, um, yeah, I, I realized during um, my transaction that, like, I, man, I should have hired a realtor. 
be my buffer because what we, we can't our role is to really give the buyer and the seller um the ability to ask for what they really want yeah. you know we may be a little tough in negotiations or to i don't know throw in you know we could be creative we've thrown in furniture or we've we've made other you know a deal happen in creative ways you know yeah. um, or whether that be more time or free uh rent back or whatever we're mm-hmm. we we have the ability to make things happen where it's a win-win that's that's always my goal i want i want the cross-sale agent to enjoy working with me i want their seller to be pleased if i'm on the buy side and the opposite if i'm on the sell side i want that's that's the goal and those relationships in the business are really important and that mm-hmm. cannot be um that cannot be understated there's a lot of people that think they need a bulldog that will just you know, get the job done. But the truth of it is you can, you can negotiate in a really fair way in with kindness mm-hmm. and get what you want to get. And believe me, there's, if you're in real estate and you've been doing it for any length of time, you have to be stubborn and oh, yeah. you have to be somebody who has the bulldog, even if yep. you don't want to uh, always operate under that, you know, that, that way, you know, you, yep. can, you just can be wise about how you do that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Stephanie's way of saying she's been in the game for 25 years and she got that. She got that dog in her. That's what she, that's what she said. I do have a client that calls me the chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got that dog. Don't get it confused. He calls me the chief because um, <laughs> I had to call out an agent when they, you know, they had a, a, a small leak that turned out to be something that ruined hardwood floors where Ooh, I yeah. had to say, that's enough goal. We're going to need some new hardwood floors. So <laughs> yeah. we no, got, well, it, got it done. It's but. really comforting hearing um, you say that even you were saying like, man, I really like what I do is a lot, you know, having, and you've been doing this for a long time. So we're not faulting people for not understanding, no. but um, it definitely want to try to articulate what that's going to help them for. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. And now we are getting ready to jump into the last segment. And it's okay. called Hot Take. And I think you've done this before, but these are going to be some different questions. So, hey. are you are you ready? Come to me, Dave. All right. Too hot or too cold? Always too cold. You'd rather be too cold? Oh, no. I wouldn't rather be too cold, but I am always too cold. Hence, all oh. my winter uh, oh, and sweaters. But, no, I would love to be too hot versus okay. too Yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. the same. Well, I... I, I, I flip flop on that one because I, I like the fact that if it's too, if I'm too cold, I can always put stuff on. But like if I'm too hot, there's really not much I can do outside of just being hot. But anyway, I'll yeah. maybe jump in the pool or something. Uh, shoes or clothes? Which do you like better? Well, I'm a girl, but I do shoes? love clothes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> All right. This isn't an either or, but what's your peanut butter and jelly sandwich ratio? So like, for example, mine is 60% jelly and 40% peanut butter. What's yours? Okay, I would be opposite, 60%, maybe even 65%. Um, oh. But I'm kind of finicky. I like, uh, I like that honey peanut butters from Justin's. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never had but it. I like, I don't have jelly that often. I more so have peanut butter, but... Or um, jam or whatever you put on it. Yeah, it, yeah, I would say like a raspberry or strawberry jam. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renata, like st- Renata makes it. I know, Renata's, Renata's PJ and is... It goes crazy. Um, All right. Movie in or dinner out? Uh, 
uh, dinner out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love yep. me some good food. All right. The last one. I know. Same here. The last one. Life before forty or after forty? Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going life before forty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> there you go. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, playing Hot Take. You've just survived another round of Hot Take. Um, so Good. anyway, how can people find you if they want to learn more uh, about you and or use you to buy or sell their home? Yeah. Well, um, Instagram is a pretty easy way. Um, my handle is my name, Stephanie Spiro Abode. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a website, stephaniespiro.com. Um, and I think you could find me through. I have a little uh, page where you can reach out to me on my website too, or you can DM yep. me on Instagram. Yeah. All right, cool. And we will put those links in the bottom on the podcast, so you can t- check those out. And if you're watching this, then it'll be in the comments below, um, or just do the Google search, and you'll find Stephanie Spiro for sure. So anyway, thank you for joining us, uh, Stephanie. And yeah, great info. So hopefully, people got something out of this. I'm sure they did. And uh, thank you for joining us. We'll we'll be on again, I'm sure, sometime this year. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be out of here. And make sure you check us out next week for another episode of Inside a Boat. We'll see you. Peace. Peace. (laughs) There you go.